What's poppin', ladies and gentlemen? It's your man, Just Jay Sama, and I'm back with the most consistently inconsistent podcast. Um, I tried to, I wanted to put these out every two weeks, but because of the holidays and stuff like that, it got a little uh, difficult to arrange. Um, so uh, today we're going to be talking about a few topics. Uh, of course, we have to get into it. Let's just jump deep dive into this motherfucker, okay? Uh, let's talk about Belle Delphine, okay? All of my simps, now is the time to listen. My boys and girls, let me tell you guys, uh, I, I'm live right now also on twitch.tv slash justjsama. Uh, and we're talking a little bit about Belle Del- Delphine, okay? She posted multiple videos and multiple pieces of content just in this last week. And you know what? The simps are in, in a tizzy. Now, I say this not as an actual simp, but as uh, an, 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 an enthusiast, really. Let's, let's say that. Let's go with that. Um, for the most part, I would have to say I, I personally am an OnlyFans advocate, okay? I am the reverend, the deacon, the, the pastor of, of the church of OnlyFans, okay? The, the religion of, of simp, okay? Um, it's just... It's one of those things where, man, I I, I love to see it. And I, it was funny because I had a conversation with my friend the other day and she was talking about how disgusting I was. And she's like, oh, you're a pervert for paying for that stuff. I'm like, listen, I'm supporting small businesses, okay? I am supporting entrepreneurs. What have you been doing? Oh, you shop at Walmart. You shop at Target. I don't think you're allowed to have any type of, of, of moral, like being above me bitch like it's just nah you need to you capping you're capping on this app and i need you to stop okay so really i like it because it's it's very helpful to all of the people that i try to advocate make only fans okay you know what i mean so i i'm not gonna lie to you i've been trying to convert a bunch of my friends like yo you should start only fans and like start your business that way and blah 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 and just do it secretly now I preference this, preference this, listen, I say this while also selling content on OnlyFans. Listen, I've been doing it for about four months now. It's not, I mean, as a solo male creator, you can't really, you know, there's only so much that you can do by yourself. You know, I'm a single male. There's, there's only so much that you can show before it's just like, all right, I've seen it. Bye. You know what I mean? But where is it just like, Women are sculptures. Women are art. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to go to the museum and, and just see everything multiple times. Unfortunately, the value of dick is not as high as the, as the value of, of seeing vagina. It's just, I mean, it's facts. It's just, it is what it is. So, I have been trying to really push that. Listen, OnlyFans is not just for, you know selling pictures of your toes and your tits, okay? I promise you it's not. You could start a, a vitamin business. You can start a a uh, fitness thing. Basically, use it like Patreon. You know, you can start a modeling career on there. You could uh, sell items and shit on there. Like, like, if you really wanted to, like most people, I don't know where this weird stigma came from, probably because of Bella Thorne, Belle Delphine, uh, Cardi B, and all these other celebrities jumping on OnlyFans and trying to, you know, shake a little ass and make $20 here and there, and the next thing you know, they rack up a milli. But there's no difference between that Patreon and Kickstarter. I want to tell you guys that right now. Uh, for anybody who's in denial about it and you're just like, oh, I'll never pay for nothing on OnlyFans, fam, listen, if you broke, just say that, okay? <laughs> like, like you don't really gotta be out here fronting, fronting with the funk, talking about, oh, I'll never pay for OnlyFans, that's for simps and blah, blah, blah. 
my dude, listen, just because you can't break a woman off that you don't know 10, 20, $30 or whatever a month or however much you pay, uh, personally, I, I'm not going to divulge how much money I've put into OnlyFans just as much as probably, you know, some of these mobile games I'd be playing. But that's beside the point. I'm just saying, if you even even if you have a girlfriend, when's the last time you just broke your queen off $20 just for no reason? You know what I mean? Like... So if you're not doing that, I don't think you're at the moral high ground to, to really be talking shit. But with that being said, um, let me go back to Belle Delphine. Um, she actually has a, she promised a full-blown hardcore porno on December 25th. We talking Christmas Day, my boys, okay? I, not only am I excited, because I do, I, I am going to say, I find Belle Delphine somewhat, uh, Belle Delphine somewhat attractive, okay? Uh, not only that, she's a very good example. You know what I mean? Like, like really think about it. She's, right now, she is, I don't want to say she's the Michael Jordan of OnlyFans, but, like, she's, she's approaching that level. You know what I mean? Like, she's the legend. Like, she sets a really good example of, like, listen, this is how often you need to put out content. These are the platforms that you need to put it on, even if you're not a sex worker, okay? I'm, I'm never going to disrespect no sex worker. You, for damn sure, you're not going to hear that from me. But this is also an example to online creators everywhere. If you're somebody that makes skits or if you're somebody that makes, uh, you know, fucking the little buttons that you put in Crocs, if you sell t-shirts and hoodies and all that stuff like that, OnlyFans might be a way for you because you could set up a free page and then have people subscribe to it and they get notifications. They get email notifications. You can also set it to text notifications if you want uh, when that person uploads. So if you're doing like a content drop and you're like, yo, I got these new hoodies coming out. They're going to be $25 a piece or whatever. You can start taking pre-orders that way. And then you have a, a, your own, uh, supplier that you can go and find, you know, like some people like to use OnlyFans for AliExpress and they'll take their pre-orders or whatever. They pay the $25. You get the money instantly. Okay. Or they can cash app it to you. And then you take down their information. Everything is via DM or whatever. Go to AliExpress, order what you need to order when all that stuff comes in, do do the artwork or whatever that you need to do, then whoo, send it out because you've already got the info. Now, this is what I'm saying. You could do that on Patreon. You could do that on Kickstarter. You could do that on Etsy. You could do that on Shopify. This is if you're selling merch. You know what I mean? Now, if you sell an ass, listen, Pornhub has already started shutting stuff down. And I don't mean stuff for the average creator, okay? This, this is, we're going into the next story, by the way. Um, <laughs> but I still want to double back to what I was already talking about. You could go on Pornhub, you could go on X videos, and you could do stuff secretly. Listen, from the neck down, don't nobody know it's you. Stop acting, listen, girl, you're an accountant, okay? I, if you're listening to this right now, and you're on the fence about making an OnlyFans, okay? Because you don't want your coworkers to know, you don't want your boss to know, you don't want to get fired, you don't want to do this, you don't want to do that. It is a way possible, it, it is possible, okay? It is possible, and I repeat, it is possible, to create a secret OnlyFans account, okay, and 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 make one, if not two thousand dollars extra on the back end. Look, we are in a pandemic now. I'm not encouraging really to jump on OnlyFans, but I kind of am. I'm not gonna lie. You could totally jump in, neck down, get you some fake fake body tattoos. You know what I mean? Start you a whole secret Twitter and Instagram page specifically for the type of content that you make, and homie. You could just be selling stuff that way. You could still sell stuff directly. And then here's the, here's the real gimmick, okay? 
Uh, thank you to my man Divine Katsu for the for the sub. Uh, my man DJ is gifting subs all night tonight. Thank you so much, my man. Once again, if you guys want to be part of the conversation, if you guys want to be part of everything, come to twitch.tv slash justjsama. Go ahead and uh, hit that follow button. I really appreciate it. But uh, before I was uh, thrown off a little bit, you could potentially make thousands of dollars on just like making a free page and then charging per post. You don't even got to get naked, sis. Let me tell you that right now. And to my bros too. You don't even got to get naked. You ain't got to fuck your partner. You don't got to fuck random people. Like I've been seeing a lot of people talking about, oh, you, you're a whole ass whore if you're doing that. Like being a sex worker is disgusting. First of all, stop, stop. None of you motherfuckers got problems with strippers, do you? None of you motherfuckers got problems with porn stars, do you? Except for some of you guys. Uh, some of you motherfuckers really treat porn stars and sex workers as if they're not people, um, which is way weird. <laughs> so I just, these are human beings, guys. The, these are human beings that decide to do something entertaining specifically for you. Now, I will say uh, on the argument of people saying, why would I pay for porn and the hub is free? You know, X videos is free, this, that, and the other thing. Listen, my man, uh, you, you pay to go see Laker games, right? You could just stay at the crib and watch it, right? You pay to go see movies. You could just bootleg that motherfucker. You, the fact that you could bootleg it and you could see it online. You're going to pay the man down the street for a, for a, for a studio copy, quote unquote. But you're not, you're not going to pay for the thing that gives you ultimate satisfaction when you come home at the end of the day that's not your lady. Bruh, come on now. You a simp and don't even know it. That's, that's the worst part. See, when you're a simp, and you're okay about it, and you just got the wallet for it, see, you act divinely, you act different, you move different, because you're just like, bro, I could, I could break a bitch off five, six, seven dollars on OnlyFans, no problem, but bro, if you were check to check, all you had to do was say that, if you're, if you don't want your money to be looking funny, if you don't want the people at the credit card bureaus to be looking at you strange, like this, he spends money on OnlyFans, matter of fact, if I could tell you ways to, to better your credit, through OnlyFans, I bet you you'd listen. So, you know, you might as well j just go on a simp, bro. You saw it was three dollars. You clicked on her bio. You clicked. On, you clicked on that on that all my links. Okay, you clicked on that be beacon on her Instagram, bro. Just gone, gone and do it. Stop being a little. And and here's the thing, to you guys that do it secretly, keep it up. Okay, we're really out here benefiting the economy. All right, because these ladies are going to go out and they're going to spend money at Amazon. They're going to spend money on, on their, you know, local shops and stuff like that. We're going to stimulate the economy a different way because we already can't go outside safely. The least I could do is toss, you know, old girl 6973, you know, $3 for her OnlyFans. And then on the back end, if she decides, you know what, I'm going to do a private Snapchat where like I'm taking photos or talking to my actual fans and stuff like that for 10 extra dollars, five extra dollars or whatever, you can cash that, that to me or whatever. Man, she already making $15 off your bum ass. So if she do that a couple hundred more times, she had $1,500, rent is paid. She don't need a fucking job, bro. The same thing with some of us guys wanting to start a podcast. Some of us want to be ball players. Some of, some of us want to be popular and shit like that. Some of us, even, even losers like myself, want to be fucking YouTube content creators, okay? Now, I promise you, I promise you, ain't nobody going to make fun of your dreams if you're chasing them. Because if you're really confident and you really know you can make it, why does it matter what you do? Why does it matter how you got your bag? 
I watched one of my homegirls make $5,400 on her first month on OnlyFans without taking her clothes off. Do you know how upset I was? Now that's sympathy to a whole nother level, okay? This girl's not even getting naked and you niggas are paying money for it. That is, that is the highest level of sympathy and I hope I never reach that fucking point. If I ever reach that, I give somebody the permission to please put me out of my misery because that is an existence I cannot have. No disrespect to my, to my simp brothers, but some of y'all be doing the most. Now, now we're going to jump over to Pornhub and talk about that. If you guys are unaware, Pornhub has decided to crack down on non-verified users, which means basically if some illegal shit is uploaded to Pornhub or if something is stolen from another website and illegally uploaded, they're taking it off. This is their way to quote unquote combat um, abuse and possible, you know, child trafficking and all this other stuff, all this horrible, horrible shit. But the problem here is at no point in any public statements do we ever hear about, well, we're taking this stuff off of the platform to reduce the amount of stuff that happens in the world. That was their concept, right? That was their idea that if they're not, if people are not able to up, upload like, you know, fucking their niece while they're sleeping or some some wild shit that you weird motherfuckers are into uh you know fucking kids and all this other weird shit and abuse and beating girls up and filming it and stuff like that if they decided to take that stuff off the platform their thought process was if you can't upload it here that means it's not happening but that's definitely not true and here's my problem was there was i personally went and looked and I did not see anywhere, any initiative for them to take any amount of money to combat that stuff. So really, are you, are you helping stop it? Or are you really just moving that traffic somewhere else? Because I promise you, X videos is not gonna follow behind you. I promise you, uh, whoever runs XNXX.com is not gonna follow behind you. So really, this seems like a squeeze on the, on the porn industry. And I don't really know if this is shots at OnlyFans or anything in that regard because I really don't think Pornhub needs to needs to do that. Those guys are balling. You know what I mean? Like a huge chunk of the internet is mostly porn. So it's like, you know, what was this move really for? So I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff on the back end that I haven't seen. I'm sure somebody's gonna correct me after this podcast. But still, if this is your way of like, we're cracking down on this type of stuff, that doesn't mean it's, it's not going to happen. Like there's not like a task force that you guys suddenly invented and you're like, yeah, we're, we're dedicating this, this 12 or 24 man team to find this stuff and report it and like report it to the authorities, blah, blah, blah. That would have been it's something interesting I would have liked to see. So, but that's, that's just my two cents on it. I don't really know shit about shit. I've said that many, many a times. I'm not an expert. I don't know shit about shit. Uh, I don't know a damn thing. Okay. <laughs> but that's just my two cents on it. So with that being said, we're going to just jump over to the next thing we're going to talk about today. Uh, it's, as you guys know, um, this last week, a uh, few things have actually popped up. If you guys are watching the video portion of this podcast, uh, you guys can see a couple of things that are popping off. The first thing that we're going to talk about is the Yu Yu Hakusho um, live action on Netflix. And I say this with such hesitance because I, for one, please quote me on this. I, for one, do not fuck with this. I don't think that Netflix or Hulu or Disney or anybody needs to reboot 
in things into live action. Let me, let me, let me reiterate that. Let me break that down for you. Just because it's a classic and just because it's a great cartoon or anime or source material from somewhere far, far ago, okay? Long time ago. It's a classic. It's a hit. Does not mean that we need a live action for it. Let me, one more time for the people that were not listening and got lost in my verbal vomit. We do not need a live action adaptation for every classic show, movie, TV show, book. We don't need it. We don't need it, especially if it's like Nickelodeon bringing back shit that's just like, oh, uh, the Rugrats is getting a live action or the Wild Thornberries are getting a live action. B, I promise you, we don't fucking care. Live action, Door of the Explorer, bro, I promise you, whoever you're trying to target with this, we don't fucking care, okay? It's just, I get the studios are trying to, you know, come up with something original and original doesn't sell. So let's, let's run off the backs of things that we've already created. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I understand. That's why we got 12 fucking, uh, fast and furious. Okay. That's why we got 31 and a half star Wars because motherfuckers just don't want to go see new shit. I get it. I, bro, I get it. I understand how money works, but at the same time, there's absolutely no way that I'm going to give Netflix the benefit of the doubt. These are the same motherfuckers that decided Death Note needed a live action and then they fucked up everything in the script, the writing, the casting, just just everything about that movie was fucking garbage. And like if you guys are watching the the video version of this, you can actually visually visually see my disgust at this, okay? And this is not a shot at Netflix particularly. This is a shot at everybody. We do not need live actions of everything. I promise you we don't. Now, if you want to make some CG, save some money, you know, do that, build up it's just there's so many other creative things that you can do, and this is how I know that there's room for everybody. Because I was listening to, I don't know if it was uh, Dwayne Johnson talking about it or it was Kevin Hart. It was one of them. One of the iconic niggas that I listened to, okay? They were talking about how there's not only room for everybody, but there's plenty of room for for more people to come in and, and take up that space. And, and I say this, let me give you an example. When's the last time you guys saw something ridiculously stupid and you were like, how the fuck did that get made? Like, I just, I don't understand how that got made. Sharknado 12, Sharknado 13, fucking all this other shit. It just, not, ugh. they're running out of ideas. So you clearly have to be a great creator first, a great writer first. This is why I want to, let me, let me take a second and, and hit the timeout button for a second. This is why I want to give accolades to my man, Pierre Steps. This is why I want to give accolades and give flowers to my man, King Vader. I only know Pierre, I don't know Vader like that, but when I see dudes creating shit this good, this reminds me of the good old Freddie Wong days, where it was like, let's make a short film, let's just make some goofy shit on the internet with great special effects, and then these bigger companies will come after us. We'll we'll make stuff for them. Now, Freddie Wong is over here doing partnership with Lionsgate and all this other shit, but I've really only seen Video Game High School, so I'm really trying to wonder, where did my man Freddie Wong go? So... With that being said, I think this is the creative uh, portion because this is, I'm going to tell you guys right now, and this is where I'm going to get vulnerable because I was talking about this in in the stream earlier today. I was talking about how today's podcast is going to get vulnerable and this is where we're going to jump into it. I was talking about uh, how I'm so fucking happy to see 
all of this stuff come out. I'm so happy to see Vader doing uh, deals with Netflix. I'm happy to see him doing deals with Funimation. I'm glad Pierre is coming up. All, all those guys like RDC World, Supreme Dreams, um, all these guys that I follow. Great, great content creators. But it is so tough to see it and not get upset at the same time. So, and I say that for me personally, as a content creator who's been on and off creating content for 10 plus years now. And it feels very good to see people that look like me infiltrating a space where I haven't seen them before. It also feels really good to see all, just, just all of the dope shit that they make. Oh man, every time Vader puts out a project, I'm, I'm hyped for it. I have to be very low key, but I'm hype about it. Cause you know, I don't, don't want to be like, yo, dick riding or whatever. Like, oh man, dude, you make such good shit. I love it. Let me get your autograph, blah, blah. None of that shit. I've always wanted to make short films when I was a kid, when I was younger, because I wasn't good at, I wasn't very musically inclined like the rest of my family. Both of my brothers and my older sister are all good at music talents and shit like that. But I can produce music like crazy. Oh man, that's no problem with my ears, not with my hands, unfortunately. <laughs> I can tell you it sounds good, but I can't make it. Um, so I was like, yo, let me, let me go into film. Let me make sound effects when I first got started in the film industry. And that's when I started making YouTube videos and uh, creating jackass skits with my friends and stuff like that. And like, this is all stuff that I was trying to get into early, early on. And Freddie Wong was like the top of, of what I was trying to do, where I wanted to go and what I wanted to be. So now seeing Vader and Pierre and RDC World and all these other guys up there, it's very surreal because I'm like, fuck, like, did I not, did I not put in the work? Did I not do what I was supposed to? And honestly, when I look back and this, this fucking hurts to even say out loud, I didn't. I really didn't. I mean, I feel like I'm putting in some work now, but like, fuck, man. In the places I, I should have been or could have been 10 years ago, oh boy, let me tell you. I should have got started sooner. I should have paid attention. But instead, I was very, how do I put this? At that time, I was very insecure about the things that I would create. I was very, very insecure. I, I, I started my first three YouTube channels all with teams in mind. My first YouTube channel, I kind of fucked around with my buddy Neil. And actually, no, that was my third YouTube channel. So really, I've had four. <laughs> my first YouTube channel was uh, in high school when Jackass 2 was really, really popular. And this is still in the early MySpace days where like making videos was kind of not cool. And it's like, why would you put that on the internet? I should have seen it then. I really wish I would have caught it then. 2006, 2007, 2008, right around there. Ditching school to go see Spider-Man 3. You know, ditching school to go to the Kmart and get Little Caesars pizza. You know, shout out to all, all, all of my people from Fairfax. Uh, but that was a time period where we would just go to the park and make goofy sketches and shit. Then my next uh, endeavor would be in between high school and college because we stopped doing that. And I remember at the time, that's when like YouTube was like, oh, it's cool to be, you know, making videos. It was brave then. There was no money in it yet. Um, but it was very brave and very creative to see people making shit. And I remember I was running this nightclub. I say running this like nightclub, but it was really just managing and like figuring out how to organize everything. 
and it was in the middle of Hollywood. And I remember I was like, yo, let's make promos for events that people can throw here. And it was a great idea because my buddy, he had the real estate, he had the spot, I had the equipment, I had the knowledge, I had the experience, I knew how to do all of this shit. I also had a crew at that time. I was like, yo, everybody can, you're the bouncer, this, that, the other thing, giving roles and shit, no problem, directing everything. We ran that for a while, got to about 10,000 subscribers, and then one of my homies who was trying to get into acting at that time really felt that he was not uh, in a place of, of getting any type of benefits. He was like, I'm not getting paid from doing this. Everybody else is getting getting stuff from the clubs and all this other revenue and stuff. I was like, bro, everybody is 100% chipping in. All of the money, the little, th you talking about this funky ass $30, $40 that you're getting? Like, everybody is taking 100% of their quote unquote earnings. And all of this is illegal, by the way. This is, this is cash on hand that people are coming to events, fake events, mind you. <laughs> just to come and hang out and do all this other stuff and we're making money off of off of merch and alcohol and all this other shit we real quiet about this we're making a couple of thousand a night if anything so we're breaking off maybe a hundred dollars to everybody else after of course we pay the overhead we got to pay for rent we got to pay for all this all this other shit bro was talking about oh, i'm not really getting paid that much and everybody had access to the group youtube channel at that time and that's where I knew I fucked up. This dude goes in and he deletes the whole thing. Now at that time, YouTube is not the empire that it is. When you're at 10,000 subscribers in 2010, 2011, we're talking early, early on. Bruh. Right now, I still have hatred for this person. <laughs> so you can tell I'm just really, really not. Like, it's still on site to this day. After that, I joined with another buddy of mine who was a fighting game player. Uh, he had a friend who owned a, a shop in, here in Koreatown, and we would go every week to play tournaments, and at that time, PlayStation All-Stars was popular. This was like 2012, 2013. We were really popping off, and we got to maybe our first 100, 200 subscribers. This dude was going out to Evo and all this other events and stuff, stuff that I couldn't go to. Because I was working at GameStop at that time. I'm trying to I'm trying to break 20, 30 hours. You know, this was my livelihood at that time. I needed this money. So I couldn't just get up and go to these events and stuff. And then he would complain that he was going out to these events and spending all this money and I wasn't there. And I'm like, okay, but who's editing everything? Who's handling the SEO? Who's doing all this other stuff? Man's had no words. We stopped talking. We stopped being friends. Haven't spoken to him since. This was seven years ago now. After that, it really, really hit me hard. And uh, so then I started another, another YouTube channel with another buddy of mine. He was one. He's my best friend. He's still my best friend, actually. Um, shout out to my man Tony. I started a a a, a team YouTube channel where we did co-op gameplay. You know what I mean? Like it's like you know when you play in split screen with your homie. Back in the day, it was kind of like that. So whenever somebody was talking, it was really comedic. And the, the, the point of view would switch over to that person's, you know, camera or whatever. Or whatever part of the game they were playing. And we'd play stuff like Borderlands. We'd play Call of Duty. We'd play Battlefield. All this other stuff. And it was great. But the problem came when nobody wanted to learn how to edit. Nobody wanted to upload on time. Nobody wanted to make sure their footage was... was, was uh, squared away nobody wanted to invest in a good fucking microphone and it was like 
I couldn't take it anymore because I was handling 98% of the stuff that was coming in. And it's like, bruh, I, I can't do this anymore. I think I did that for three, maybe four years. And then poof, Just Jay Sama, the channel popped up, uh, partnered with Heavenly Controller and just went, went crazy. I really thought in this last four or five years that I've been doing my channel, I've been handling it seriously, single-handedly, getting notes from creators here and there and meeting people and stuff like that. I was like, damn, this is, this is it. This is the stride. Yet, even to this day, I'm still not able to make the skits, the sketches and stuff that I want because I'm very insecure about all of the content that I put out, which is actually making me hesitant to even make content in the first place. So I, I don't know if that makes any sense. We're still having a little bit of verbal vomit here, but essentially even now the skits that I would like to make and the stuff, I don't have a team. I, the team I do have is not dedicated. The people I know are not dedicated. And then I burn the only bridge I could have to other content creators that do things that I want to do. So now I'm kind of just like, how do I I'm stuck in this position where how do I figure this out on my own while still keeping this idea from when I was fucking 14 years old that I want to make films for a living starting on YouTube. You know what I mean? So when I, when I try to get people to run and pursue their dreams and get the capital that they need and pull back and then start building and shit, I mean this because I've made so many mistakes when it comes to actual insecurity, when it comes to not pulling the trigger, when it comes to not making the run, when it comes to not doing this shit, trust me, I know is fucking painful. Okay. Because eventually you're going to get to a place where you don't want to do it at all. You're going to, you're going to mentally check yourself. You're going to mentally be like, I want to do this thing, but you're physically incapable of doing it because your brain is just like, dog, why are you even bothering? So when I see shitty Netflix adaptations, when I see uh, shitty scripts being written, when I see video game movies coming out, that shit is, no. Pass that shit to my man Vader. Pass that shit to my man Pierre. Pass all that shit. Y'all don't know what the fuck you're doing. You coming up with, with live action stuff and don't understand the source material? I just can't. I just can't. And honestly, Another, another shot right here because we're going to jump into another subject. Honestly, when I was a kid, my two favorite things, I loved the Justice League. I loved watching Teen Titans. I loved all of that shit. If you would have told 14-year-old me that one day a Justice League live action movie is going to come out, Batman versus Superman is going to come out, Aquaman's going to be dope, The Flash is going to be dope, all of this. You told me that these live action movies are going to come out and they're going to fucking suck. I, I, I would have slapped you in your fucking face. I would have dead ass slapped you in the face, not knowing that what you just said was actually going to come to pass. I, I promise you, I would give you five fingers to the fucking face with all the fury of Zeus. I swear upon the Holy one, man. So there's really no excuse. And people want to blame Zack Snyder. People want to blame Warner Brothers. People want to blame all this other stuff. And it's just like, listen, y'all just not creative. It's okay. The big wigs are not creative. We know this. Hire the people that are. So I can't, I, as jealous as I am, as envious as I am, I'm also proud to see these guys win. And I want to see them do bigger and better. Now, with that being said, Zack Snyder has a four hour, allegedly has a four hour cut of his version of the Justice League. Now, my mans, 
I need you to understand, just because you're a pseudo fan of Batman, okay? No shade to Zack Snyder. He's made some of my favorite movies. Just 300. Um, <laughs> but I, 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 I enjoy that he has a passion for getting into it. I, I enjoy the fact that when I see documentaries on the back end and he's like, yeah, I read this comic about Superman and this one about Batman and blah, 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 blah but can't seem to get all of the writers on the same page with the studio. And I understand that the studio is, is, is all of these huge big wigs that are just like, hey, we're gonna pull the money. We're gonna pull the fucking money. You gotta, we need toys, man. We need to do these advertisements. I understand, I get it. But there's like a certain point where the movie does not get made without you. There's a certain point where a movie gets made and you're not a part of it. <laughs> And then they try to bring in Josh Sweden. They try to bring in James Gunn. They try to bring in all these other huge, huge people to replace you, but then end up losing money on the, on the long run. So I really think there's a conversation that people are missing and it's the studios trying to strong arm somebody knowing that they can't flex. Like they, like you got no muscle mass. That's what I'm saying. So if you, if I'm, if I'm Zack Snyder, I'm saying, listen, we taking it to HBO. We doing a four-hour cut or whatever. Man, just just make multiple movies, bro. Just make multiple movies at this point because I want to see what your vision is. I believe in it so much, but I also think you don't know what the fuck you're doing. I just really don't. I really think at a certain point, you just you just lost, man. You lost. And, uh, and I don't mean lost like you're taking an L. I mean lost as in you need a map, my friend. You need to figure out where it is that you're trying to go with the rest of this because... I guarantee you, and this is why Marvel is so successful. Anytime anybody talks about, oh, Marvel's been doing this and doing that, these motherfuckers have been, remember all the bad Marvel movies? I want you guys to recall, go to Google right now and just look for all of the Marvel movies before Iron Man. I mean, yeah, we got Spider-Man, but that's Sony. That's Sony. Yeah, we got X-Men, but that's Fox. And then Fox ruined it. That's a whole different conversation for a different day, I guess. But we have all of these pieces of content and all of this other stuff that's just scattered all over the place. But Incredible Hulk? Come on now. The first couple of 80s Avengers movies? Come on now. Marvel was not on the map, guys. We need to acknowledge that. Kevin Feige, John Favreau, these guys are pioneers of let's... Let's make Iron Man popular. Iron Man Iron Man was a D-tier hero until joining this cinematic universe. Let's let's just be real. Don't don't cap with me, bro. I need you to go and Iron Man's not something interesting to read. The comics did would not would, You know who was selling hot? The X-Men, Inhumans, fucking Spider-Man, okay? Let me, let me tell you how Spider-Man is the golden boy of Marvel, okay? When you think of Marvel, now you're thinking Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, the Avengers, stuff like that. Uh-uh, uh-uh, early 2000s? Thwip, thwip, baby, it was all Spider-Man. All of it was Spider-Man. Any Spider-Man slander will not be handled, okay? It will not be taken, okay? It will not be received at all. That shit going straight into the garbage, okay? I promise you, it was all Spider-Man, baby. So, and these are all statistical facts that, of course, you all can look up. I've had many a conversation with my comic book friends who are like, no, we were, we were only buying in the 90s and the 2000s. We were only buying Spider-Man comics. That's it. And then, really, 
Let's be really real. Let's be really, really real. You know what made Iron Man popular? Robert motherfucking Downey Jr. That's right. Y'all let a crackhead... No disrespect to Robert Downey. That, my man's, okay? Tropic Thunder. That's my favorite movie of his, okay? I can't believe people are trying to give him shit for satirical blackface, but, I mean, whatever. Y'all let it slide. It's still funny. Um, <laughs> which, that's a whole nother fucking conversation. If it's funny, it's not... If the joke is funny, it's not offensive. There you go. That's all I need to say. Anyway, y'all let Robert Downey Jr. get this role and run with this motherfucker. That shit is important, okay? That shit is important to the storyline. Everybody else was just built on Tobey Maguire's back. That's it. That's it. Everybody just rode his wave. He, he walked so everybody else could run, okay? Hugh Jackman, the X-Men, all of those walked so everybody else in the MCU could run. The Fantastic Four, okay, that's not really an excuse, but still, they crawled, they struggled, so everybody else could take a nice brick walk. That's all I'm saying. So, we need to get better, the bottom line, we need to get better creatives that really want to be in there and make dope shit, okay? That's it, that's all I'm saying, that's all I gotta say. We're gonna jump over into the next topic because we've been talking about this for a cool minute. I really feel like I've been talking forever, um, but allegedly my uh, recording says we're only at like 30 minutes, which I mean, you know, there's that. Um, so the next thing we're gonna talk about, we're gonna try and combine two stories at one time. Uh, so Mulan has officially released on Disney Plus last week. Um, so that was really, really interesting. What was this? Uh, yeah, last week. Um, and then we also have this is actually really important. Where is it? 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 Give me a second. Give me a second. Ah, that's right. Christopher Nolan's uh, thoughts on straight to digital, basically. Um, you know what? I'm going to say two things. Christopher Nolan's a great director. I, I obviously can't shit on him because I'm not a professional in any way, shape, or form, and I'm kind of shooting myself in the foot and in the face talking about all this trash about all these directors that are doing far better than I am. But, I mean, you know, those who can't do critique. Um... <laughs> So, uh, with Mulan coming straight to Disney+, Plus, first of all, let's talk about that. Um, was anybody excited for that? Was anybody like, oh, this is it. This is it. I mean, after waiting a whole year after its announcement and them saying there's not going to be any singing, and I was like, all right, that's cool. No singing? Bet, we about to have a dope Mushu. They're going to try to get Eddie Murphy to come back, right? Wrong. Wrong. There's no Mushu. There's no songs. What's the point of the movie? I don't understand. I get it. It's this coming of age story where a woman is is showing that she's just as strong, if not stronger than men. That There's so many different examples of what good shit is in this movie. I mean Mulan, the original. There's so much to unpack there that I'm not even good. I can't even comprehend. My tiny brain cannot comprehend all of the things that that, all of the messages that movie is trying to send. Okay, I'm going to say that right now. But holy shit, this live action one is bad, <laughs> okay? I have heard some of the worst reviews out of this. Now, this is, goes with our previous topic about talking about not everything needs a live action. I mean, it really doesn't. Really, if we think about it, Mulan was something that I wasn't asking for. We've already got, I think, four live action Hercules, different ones, four different ones. I mean, if we're going to be really real, Lion King wasn't hot either. 
Disney really, really took a shit on a plate and was just like, here you go. Here's some nostalgia. So that really fucked me up because Lion King was my favorite movie. Now, I will say, and this is going to be controversial because I know a lot of people feel differently about this. I thought the live action Aladdin was good. But that's just me. That's just me saying that. Aladdin is in my top three, if not top two, uh, favorite Disney movies right behind Hercules. Um, It's either Hercules... Emperor's New Groove, I got like top, I got like 10 movies in my top five, so don't ask me, okay, I'm gonna cap the whole time, I'm gonna be lying to you the whole time, but really, I knew for a fact Aladdin is in the top three, I can confirm that without any dispute whatsoever, so when I saw that movie, I was very ecstatic, uh, I personally enjoyed it, I also per- uh, personally enjoyed the Jungle Book that they put out, that one was dope, that was really, really good, um, Mobley was trash, um, but, you know, they have hits and misses here and there, I think they had, um, Maleficent, Maleficent was kind of, it was low-key heat, I mean, it was like on a simmer, you know what I mean, it wasn't like flames or nothing like that, but, I mean, it was cool, you know, if you're a fan, and that's one of your favorite villains, which mine is, my, that shit, I got a Disney villain game right now with every single Disney villain, and holy shit, it, I, I, oh man, I nerd on the floor every single time I get a chance to play it, so please, some of my real life friends, please come over, I'm, I'm lonely, um, (laughs) but really, this straight to digital stuff, Christopher Nolan actually has an issue with, because he was talking about, let's actually pull up the article here, because I don't want to misquote him, um, what were his comments, let me see, he had specific comments about, uh, the situation with, uh, where is it, can I find it? I guess I don't have it. Um, I guess I'll have to paraphrase because I don't want to take the I don't want to take the time to look for it. But Christopher Nolan was basically talking about how it's really shitting on the industry and movie general movie theaters in general that a lot of this stuff is coming to digital. He was specifically talking about Universal uh, and them bringing a lot of stuff, and he also kind of piggybacked on Disney, uh, saying how no, not Universal. Excuse me. Universal is one of their partners. HBO Max. That's what he was talking about. Uh, A lot of stuff coming to HBO Max. Specifically, he also mentioned Wonder Woman. The fact that a lot of this stuff is kind of disrupting the industry and stuff like that. Come on, man. You just, you really speak in some some fossil noise right now. I'm not gonna lie. Christopher Nolan, you're, you're amazing at what you do. You're a legend, of course. But come on, bro, you gotta evolve with the times. There's absolutely no, first of all, you can't, you can't convince me Christopher Nolan himself could not convince me to go to a movie theater within the next three years. You just couldn't. You couldn't, bro. You could tell me. Christopher Nolan could tell me. Jay, I'll give you a million dollars if you please go see my movie. Okay? I'll give you VIP passes. You can go to any theater you want. Bro, I'm not stepping foot in a motherfucking movie theater. I'm not doing it. Regardless of COVID, bro, I'm not. There's no way. I used to work at a movie theater. I'm not stepping foot in one of them nasty motherfucking hot boxes of, of, of germetry, okay, it's not happening, it's just not fucking happening, bro, I've always hated movie theaters, I, I love the smell and the feeling and the, and the, uh, not the smell, excuse me, I love the, the feeling of the energy of the movies, of, of being with a fellow audience and enjoying a movie, right, that shit's dope, especially when Avengers came out, ooh, shit, when that hammer, you know, when this motherfucker Captain America picked up that goddamn hammer, oh, that was that was a triumphant moment. When when this motherfucker told him, "Yo, on your left," and all this, all the fucking heroes stopped, started popping up. Yes, that shit was heat. But 
There's no fucking way you're getting me to pay $18 to go to the movies by myself, bro. It's not happening. Movie theaters have been on their way out of the door. Honestly, let's really let's really talk about it. For all my people that are not moviegoers, average, you know, I go to the movies sometimes, I guess. I go to the movies when it's when something interesting is coming out. When's the last time you really wanted to go? Pre-COVID. Like, let's be real. Avengers? Maybe a Disney movie or something? That's about it, right? You're not going to see these indie films that finally have been put in a theater. It's like, nah, man, I'm gonna watch that shit at home. And it's just not only that, outside of personal safety now, the cost, the barrier to entry is super high when it comes to movie theaters. And this is how you know, because the movie theaters have been juggling these weird-ass gimmicks trying to get people to come back even during a fucking pandemic. Unit motherfucking AMC was talking about a couple weeks ago months even, was talking about you can rent an entire movie theater for your friends and family and stuff for $99, starting at $99. They wanted people, you can have the safety of just you and your friends and family and those of your household during a fucking pandemic. If you niggas are not begging for money, listen, let me tell you, you know who needs an OnlyFans? These motherfucking movie theaters because ain't no way you're going to have me paying $18 for a ticket, $32.5 for popcorn, goddamn $147 for a medium-sized drink. You got the game all the way fucked up, okay? I promise you I'm not doing that shit. Y'all are out the door. I'm sorry to see it. It sucks. Quentin Tarantino's crying somewhere right now because his theater on Beverly is probably doing horrible. He's probably doing screenings of four people at a time. I'm sorry, bro. I love you. But look, they're on the way out the door. They're a fucking novelty. These big chains and shit, take the hit, bro. Pay your fucking workers so they can keep their asses at home. This shit is so disrespectful. If I was still working at a movie theater now, bruh, I would be cussing people out every single fucking day. Ain't no way you come into a motherfucking movie theater during a pandemic. You niggas are crazy, bro. I can't fucking do it. The cap on this app, the capitry, okay? I can't. So, anyway, my point I'm trying to make is, I'm sorry, Christopher Nolan. I'm sorry you feel like you're being cheated. I'm sorry you feel like the whole movie industry is shaking it up and this is really a shock to you. But bro, 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 I'm sure you got enough money and enough creativity in that fucking brain of yours to come up with a solution for this. But you know what I'm starting to think? Maybe Christopher Nolan, this is just my theory, okay? This is, these are my, my opinions. These are not facts in any way, shape, or form, nor am I any type of professional in any way, shape, or form, or any of this. But my boy, maybe you're just, maybe you're the creative and not the business type. Okay, I don't know that. I'm just, I'm just assuming this is alleged. All of this is alleged. Okay, Christopher Nolan could have 17 and a half different master's degrees in different forms of business. I don't fucking know, and honestly, I don't care because it doesn't support my narrative right now. The what if story I'm trying to tell. Okay, what if he's just not into innovative thought? What if, what if Christopher Nolan himself does not believe in OnlyFans? What if he believes in? Good old-fashioned going back to the movie theater like in the 70s and 80s and, you know, paying 50 cents and being able to fuck somebody in the movie theater during a kid's movie. That, you know what I mean? Like, like that used to be... I'm sure he wants porn theaters to be a thing. Like, where do we draw the line, Christopher? Where, where? Let me know if I've gone too far and let me know when I need to pull back, you know, or like this is too far back. Go a little forward. You know what I mean? Because in between the last 40 years of evolution of movie theaters, not at any point, any time did somebody go... And maybe we can make this a little bit better for people. 
Nah. But you know what conversation did happen? How can we make this more expensive for people? How can we how can we justify giving the money uh, less to studios? Like studios are going to make their money, but how are these chains going to make their money? Most of these places, they make all their money through concessions. Literally, all of your money is through concessions because you have the box office, right? All that money, you send that money back to the studio. Maybe, maybe the theater gets a little kickback, a couple percentages. All right. Everything else on top of that, all that's the theater right there, baby. It's like when you go to a concert and a certain amount of the ticket price goes to the, goes to the artist, all the artists who are performing, but every single thing in the concession stand, all that money goes towards the venue, all of it. All of it goes to in-house, 100%. So it's got to pay the staff, it's got to pay the people that were working that night, it's got to pay the securities, it's got to pay for all the equipment, everything, everything in-house. That's what, that's what concessions are for. So when I go to a movie theater and I'm spending $18 and shit and I look at that concession stand like, fuck y'all. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I'm sorry. Sorry you have to work during a pandemic, but fuck y'all. I'm not paying no $20 for no fucking small popcorn. You got your rabbit ass mind. Anyway, but that's just my hypothesis. I don't, I, once again, I don't know shit about shit. I'm just making stuff up as I go and reading all this stuff to you. And in our last story today, uh, we had a couple of things. I, if you're watching the video version, you can see I had like nine more tabs open. Um, I don't want to talk about this. Uh, we're we're going to skip that motherfucker. Um, if today's big news has convinced you to join HBO Max, then check out joining and leaving by the end of 2020. So these are the new arrivals that are coming to HBO Max. Obviously, Wonder Woman is on there. Uh, Fresh Prince um, and something else. But this is this is all December. Um, let's see. That'll be a separate... Ah, here we go for my anime fans. This is this is really what we were talking about. Boom. Here we go. Uh, so last month, it was already started a rumor that Sony was getting ready to buy Funimation and Crunchyroll. This was already... This was already news. Um, but as it developed, the price went up more and more and more. And now, I think Sony had owned like 30 or 70%. I don't know. They owned a huge amount of Funimation already. Like, they already owned a ton of it. Majority ownership. Now, it seems that Sony has settled with Funimation and Crunchyroll and has purchased them both for $1.1 billion. Okay? Now, before the Xbox fanboys start crying and stuff like that, I promise you, this may be a little different. And let me, let me, let me paint you a picture real quick. So, if you were to buy an Xbox, right? Right now, they're having this weird deal where you get, I think it's like the first three months for free of Funimation or some, some shit like that with Xbox Game Pass. If you buy your Xbox, you get Xbox Game Pass, you get three months of Funimation. Or I think it's either 30 days or three months. I don't want to Google it. Somebody will go and find out. <laughs> um, so you get a pass there. Now, if Sony being a majority owner and now full owner of Funimation, are they even going to allow it to play on the Xbox platform? Are you now even going to be able to watch Crunchyroll on the Xbox platform? Okay, I mean, your Xbox was already not worth half a damn. I mean, there's really no games out ever for Xbox. Sorry, all shade included. But, I mean, you were really just using it as a Netflix box. Let's be honest. I mean, I personally, as a PC player, am very upset when I have to pick up a controller. That shit hurts my hands. I'm not even going to lie to you. Uh, <laughs> especially during FPS games. God. Oh, oh, my Lord. But really... All jokes aside, how many things are so is is how is Sony gonna really run with this? Because their biz dev team is not not amazing, not amazing at all. Uh, 
oh, this says Funimation Global Group. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I'm fucking retarded. Let me actually open this up. So, essentially, there's going to be, yeah, right here, AT&T and Sony Pictures Entertainment. Yeah, I knew what the fuck I was talking about. I always do. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so I wonder how this is going to work. Now, let me, let me give you an idea about licensing and all this other stuff. I know I was talking dumb shit a second ago, but let's, let's be serious now. Um, so if Xbox offers you that first month or three months or whatever of Funimation on their platform, is Sony going to do anything to really, really push their console? Is Sony really, really going to do anything to push their ecosystem? And I say this because I've watched piece after piece after piece of their ecosystem flop. The mobile stuff that they developed in 2014, 2015 flop. The VR tech, tech that they're doing right now, not flopping yet, but you know, we'll see. The Vita flopped. Well, I mean, that was force flop. That's really like when you just take your kid's face and shove it in the mud and it's just like, what, you can't breathe? So anyway, um, I wonder if they're gonna do some type of promo package deal. And this is this is for biz dev for them, uh, business development for those who don't understand. Um, Sony has a real opportunity here to include Crunchyroll and Funimation in their PlayStation Plus packaging. Okay, it could also really help their Crackle development, uh, which is their streaming service. Uh, it could really, really bump a lot of their stuff because let's be honest, aside from Crunchyroll, Funimation, and a few illegal websites, there's really no place to get anime. There's really not. I mean, there's a handful of places. Now that Sony owns two of the major players, I think it might be time, I think it might be time to really put that shit on the Crackle platform, okay? Crackle Anime. I, I, it's such a weird title to their streaming service. But really, I'm, I want to see where they go with this. I'm very interested to see if they, there's plenty of opportunities here. There's plenty of like, hey, if you get this type of package, you know what I mean? Especially because now we're in the service industry, really. You know what I mean? Like you, everybody's trying to do a streaming service. Everybody's trying to do a monthly type of service. Games are as a service is a thing. Uh, food as a service, delivery as a service. All of these things are things that you could potentially make off the back end. I mean, look at Netflix, look at Hulu, look at Disney Plus. Come on, man, get get with it. You have Sony. I swear to God, if you flop this. I might, I might have to go over to Microsoft because Game Pass, it, I mean, it doesn't work on my PC unless I fiddle with some cables, but I mean, they got a pretty sweet deal. I don't even need to buy an Xbox to get in their ecosystem because I can play all of their shit on my, on, on my computer. If I'm away from home and I'm at another computer, I can log into my account and play on that computer. Like there's just so many things that the Xbox ecosystem has and PlayStation's ecosystem is just all over the place. So... I really think since Sony was going hard before Spider-Man, of course, they were really going hard about the PlayStation platform keeping them afloat, essentially. They really have no reason not to make this a huge big deal in the PlayStation Store now that they own majority of it. But once again, I don't know shit about shit. I'm just kind of coming up with ideas. And, uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe somebody will, somebody will follow it. Maybe somebody will hire me. I don't know. I'm very desperate for money right now. So, you know, times are hard. Times are hard. But... That's pretty much it. That's going to complete today's show. This was a lot longer than I wanted it to be. We're going on almost an hour. 
so if you guys enjoyed this, uh, give it a like on YouTube. So that'd be great. Uh, rate it five stars on Apple. Um, and then also uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash justjsama. Um, I'm putting out videos every single week for your entertainment, and I'm always crying and bitching about something. So, uh, But with that being said, that's pretty much it for today, guys. Um, thank you guys for listening. Make sure to keep it canon.